Welcome to Inspiring Women with Lori McGraw. I am your host, Lori McGraw. I have spent the past 30 years in leadership, and over the years, I've come to learn one thing. Women need women, and not just any women, but inspiring women. Tune in every week to hear from women at the pinnacle of their careers and from others who are just starting out. Episodes can be found at inspiringwomen.show or subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Thanks for listening, and I hope you will be inspired. This is Inspiring Women, and I am Lori McGraw. Today is a very special day because it is the 100th episode of Inspiring Women. And when I kicked off this series in 2021 on International Women's Day, episode number one was with my daughter because I really wanted to understand from her as a young professional how she was entering into the world of career and what she was thinking about. So on this special episode, we have a mentoring series and we are talking with Kate Cruz. Who's Kate Cruz? You know who she is. She is the producer of Inspiring Women and also her mom, Jolene Atkinson. Jolene is a light certified life coach. She has her own business called Life Well Coaching. She also is a clinical social worker in private practice and practices in Iowa. Kate is the vice president of executive podcast solutions, and she was instrumental in helping me form and shape the ideas for this podcast that has been listened to now thousands and thousands by thousands and thousands. And Kate and Jolene Thank you for being on Inspiring Women. Thank you for having us. Thank you. (laughs) All right, Kate, this is going to be such a blast. I'm so excited to have this conversation. Jolene, it's such a pleasure to meet you and um, to have been working with your daughter for the past year plus um, that we've been doing this podcast together. But we always start this podcast in a consistent way. And that is, what are you doing right now? What does day-to-day look like professionally for you? So maybe Jolene, can you tell us about LifeWell Coaching and what you do as a clinical social worker? The majority of my time right now is spent in my um, counseling practice um, as a clinical social worker, and my life coaching practice is officially six months old now, and um, I dedicate as much time as I can to that. It's overtime work at this point, but um, I'm loving it. It's your side hustle. It's my side hustle. (laughs) Side hustles are awesome. Kate and I have been talking about that with a number of women. Women, So you are a founder, an entrepreneur, and a CEO. And um, as we were talking about earlier, sort of the technical support um, as well for all your new um, new uh, uh, side hustles. Kate, what do you do day to day? Let me scratch my head on this one. <laughs> so I... Um... With Executive Podcast Solutions, I'm the vice president and we are a startup. And so I really do a little bit or a lot of everything. A lot of that looks like sitting on these calls with Lori on mute most of the time, uh, making sure that recordings go smoothly and then uh, also editing them, getting them up onto all of the platforms, helping um, clients market those, and then also just kind of internal business stuff with helping the company grow and uh, 
all that fun internal stuff that comes with working at a startup, but it's been a lot of fun because it was my first job out of college slash um, internship going full time, which was a weird transition because I graduated in 2020, but we can talk about that later. Um, <laughs> and so I've been doing that since 2019. It will be three years in October. Totally got so randomly lucky with great business partner boss with Jeremy and he's been a great um, leader and mentor for us and it's been a lot of fun. Well, let's dive into that a little bit, Kate. And uh, so, you know, when we, we obviously know each other a bit now, having been working together for um, a while and you, you know, what started as an internship in college, you've got your background in enterprise leadership um, turned into something that one, you're very good at, but also something that you've become instrumental in this business. Jeremy Kaur, who is the um, CEO and founder of Executive Podcast Solutions, he describes you as couldn't live without, instrumental into building um, the successful business in podcasting, which is an absolutely exploding area in communications and content creation. So how did that happen, Kate? And, and when did it become not just a thing you did during the summer, but something that you're obviously invested in professionally as you build out your early career? Yeah, so if you go back to me actually being 16 is when I got my first job, I have always really loved my jobs. I haven't really managed to be able to even, you know, growing up with those first few jobs, like lifeguarding, I was really got into my jobs and kind of found that, you know, I do love to work. And so I think there's always been that kind of aspect in the background where it's like, no matter what my job is, is I'm going to make myself enjoy it. Um, so then fast forward to my senior year of college, the very beginning of it, we were actually, my two roommates and I were moving in and moving is expensive. And I was realizing how much it was costing and I'm starting to panic. <laughs> I go through Iowa's job board and, uh, I'm just browsing for job openings and come across this opening at executive podcast solutions. And it just kind of says if it was a very broad job description. Um, it just said, if you have any of these skills, like you're welcome to apply. And so I did. And um, surprisingly, a couple days later, Sunday evening, get a call from Jeremy, introducing himself. And, you know, we, um, and with it being a startup, I had no idea what I was about to get into but yeah ever since then it was just you know we had a really good click from the beginning um we have very different um experiences that i think we both bring in to the company and bounce ideas off of each other really well and so it has just um yeah it started kind of as an internship just kind of see you know where can i help out what can i do we'll see kind of where things fall naturally and then again, yeah, when 2020 hit, a lot of our podcasts are actually in the healthcare space. And so with uh, the pandemic and healthcare podcasts, I became incredibly busy. But also that was really kind of when I realized that I enjoy doing this, can do it full time and committed and was like, all right, here's what I'm doing after college. And so that's how I fell into this role. 
And and just so listeners know a couple of things. First of all, Kate is very, very good at what she does. And what we do together is really try to, on this podcast, showcase exceptional women um, and what Kate does behind the scenes. Um, for those of you who don't know what it takes to create a podcast, I've certainly learned a lot over um, this time working together is quite a bit of editing work um, just to make sure that the sound and the uh, various interruptions that you know tend to happen over the course of an interview um, are worked out. And Kate has also been particularly helpful in finding um, just excellent, excellent younger guests, which our listeners tell us that they want to hear more from. So Kate, thank you. I just can't thank you enough for all that you do um, to help and support inspiring women. And also for listeners, um, Kate and Jolene are sitting together. So if you hear a little bit of laughing, I know that's because Jolene is laughing as she's listening to Kate tell her story. Now Kate gets the chance to laugh. So Jolene, let's hear about a little bit about your bio sketch. You've been doing um, counseling and social work and helping others in Iowa for a number of years and then decided to pursue something different when you um, founded Lifewell Coaching six months ago. So give us a little bit about your background. Well, um, as a, a clinical social worker, my focus is has been on providing therapy. There, there are a lot of different avenues that social workers can take career-wise, um, but I really enjoyed the counseling aspect of it and you know, started my career as, as many social work rookies do in an op- profit area and worked for many five years I think before I decided to um, go back to school and and earn my master's degree and it was there that I really um, found that my passion was in um, continuing to provide therapy to clients and you know my practice is primarily um, a general therapy practice but I have um, specialized in working with children. I'm really passionate about helping kids do well. And um, actually in my undergrad trained um, as a teacher, um, but that, you know, I, I teach a lot. It just isn't in a school. Um, so I, I was really grateful for having that background in development and um, how to work with children. But I do play therapy in my practice as well and have um, focused on that. Um, the transition to life coaching um, really occurred during the pandemic. Um, before Kate got this job, I had not listened to a single podcast in my life. And I probably had really weird conversations. But so how does this work? Yeah. <laughs> but I am a huge fan and follow a lot of um, podcasts um, religiously and listen every week. And one of the podcasts that I found, so during the pandemic, um, I still worked full time and did some pivoting as a lot of um, a lot of people did in their work. And I was listening to a podcast. I found one um, from the Life Coach School, and it focuses a lot on wellness and um, keeping your mindset in a good place. And it was a really valuable resource for me as I went on walks and tried to take care of my own mental health during that time. And um, probably after listening, maybe four to six months, the host had a panel of therapists, psychologists, psychiatrists on um, who in their career were also doing life coaching. And I kind of went, hmm, that's interesting. And so that sparked the idea that I could do that as well. 
And actually, as I went through certification, um, I recognize I do a lot of life coaching in my therapy practice. So it's not a whole lot different. I've been using those tools um, throughout my therapy career. So in starting my own business, I thought that it would be interesting to learn new things. And I felt really comfortable in the clinical part of the work that I did. And so, you know, why not add on, you know, entrepreneurship and, and growing a business? I'm an independent contractor in my practice, but I really didn't have any responsibility um, for marketing or um, other than just doing a good job and word of mouth and referrals, et cetera. Um, so this aspect of the business is all very new to me. So I'm learning a lot. And that's one area where I'm um, talking about inspiration. You know, I've, I've watched Kate and I've learned from her and I've listened um, to, and observed what she's doing. And um, yes, it's been a very interesting path and watching what she does and um, seeking her advice for different things and getting her opinion about especially the marketing and website development and all of that. So she's been a great resource for me. But, you know, it's such a it's such an interesting story. First of all, just, you know, congratulations on having both the courage or chutzpah or whatever you might want to call it to found your own business, but also something that you're passionate about. And we do a lot of discussion on inspiring women, speaking with professionals who are in the um, space of helping others and particularly in the areas of whether it's burnout or mental health. And uh, I think we all know the crisis um, that we are having in terms of the need that is out there. So I hope it's already going well. And I appreciate also that beyond the passion of what you do, the building of a business when that isn't something that you have um, background on is new. And it's great to know that Kate's a resource for you. Let's dive into sort of the mother-daughter inspirational mentoring type of relationship. You know, so many of the women that we speak to often cite um, their first role models as their mothers um, in their lives. So Kate, you know, is your mother a role model to you? How would you describe your mother in terms of how it has helped you form your um, thoughts about your professional journey? No, I got lucky with a pretty decent mom to be a role model for. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, in knowing that what she does for work, how there are actually a lot of kids who, you know, don't have as great of parents as I do. It, I realize that not everyone is able to call their parents their first mentor, but I'm lucky enough to be able to. But then I was also really thinking about um, not only her as my mentor, but the other women that she's introduced me to were because of you know her friends that have also kind of become role models to me um, has you know been a really cool aspect of it where. Um, you know, they keep up with my life and maybe I don't talk to them every day, but I know that their influence definitely comes through my mom in one way or another. Um, and knowing that that has all played a role, but um, I think it's also, yeah, just been really cool to not only have her. And again, like as I come into my career, it's definitely kind of, and I, I feel like college definitely, you know, our relationship changed to where she's not being so much my mom, making sure I'm at home for curfew, but where, you know, we do have, you know, business conversations or where I've had friends in dire mental health crises where I have to text her and be like, okay, therapy mode. 
Um, and so it's definitely been cool to have like that extra part of the relationship as I've gotten older. Give us an example, Kate, of like, you know, that, uh, you know, a point in time where, you know, the relationship of mom, daughter, we all love our mothers, um, you know, changed into someone that you look to for career advice, professional advice versus just you're my mom. And, you know, I, I don't know, I cry on my mom's shoulder when my mom was here. So, you know, when was there like a moment of change just when you thought about your mom differently professionally? I mean, I, I feel like, and this probably wasn't like a like moment between us, but I remember my freshman year of college realizing that I was like, it, I think it was like one or 2 a.m. and I wanted to go get food. And I had the thought of like, oh, I need to text mom that I'm like going to go grab food. And that like, it was that realization of the freedom that I had. Um, not totally being under her wing <laughs> that it was like okay maybe like it would be nice to have that every once in a while though um, and so where I kind of appreciated the mothering aspect of it a bit more um, when I had to ask for it rather than it just show up maybe when I wanted as much I think that was probably so there wasn't really like a like a specific moment I mean there are specific moments that I can think of you know like sophomore year I had a friend who again like just mental health was not well and it scared a lot of us and that was you know um texting my mom and I was like what the hell do we do um so that was definitely kind of like in a professional sense of using my mom as a therapist but just kind of the independence of moving out and being on my own and realizing that I did need her motherly advice as well was probably the switch for me, I would say. That, that's great. And, you know, the story about your friend, that's um, that's difficult. There are so many stories like that. And to be able to have the confidence to reach out to your mom, who's a trained professional to help in an important moment like that must have been um, comforting during an otherwise very uncomfortable um, time. Jolene, it, it, you know, for you, just as you raise Kate, I'm curious as to, you know, your expectations for your daughter, which may be similar or different than um, the relationship you have with your, with your own mother. Well, I've, I've been thinking about like expectations that I have for her of her. And um, really, it's just to do her best and be authentic um, and genuine as a human being and um, to be caring and to follow what her passions are. That's really what I want her to want for her and want her to do. And I'll, I'll add on to that in just the sense that I, again, am lucky with having good parents is that they really didn't put on the pressure to be a straight A student. It was get good grades. And I, I think that just kind of really sums it up how they didn't, you know, have specific expectations other than just do your best. And like my mom just said that that did come through. Well, having support is such a great thing. Kate, how does your mom inspire you? Her patience. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's definitely, I think, one thing that 
<laughs> I wish I could have gotten more of from her. Um, and it was inspiring. But I also really liked seeing her build the life while coaching business. Um, that was really cool and was exciting for me to be able to kind of um, provide feedback and for us just to be discussing, you know, the business side of things. Um, and, you know, since it is a, you know, family oriented business, and, you know, it's not just building a, it's different than like building EPS with Jeremy. Um, it, we have a different connection, I feel like, to kind of bounce business ideas off of each other. That makes a lot of sense. Jolene, does, um, does Kate inspire you? Always actually yeah I, it is so cool and I you know I think as a mom you know you, you can relate that it, you don't really know how things are going to turn out you do your best job at um, being a mom there's no manual for that and you know we kind of have expectations of ourselves and how we want you know, parenting to go and so it's really awesome to see how it's unfolding. I, I enjoy that a lot. And um, I'm inspired by, you know, what I hear other people, how they think, what they think of her. Um, I feel very proud um, to hear that. I can't take ownership of it other than, you know, gosh, this started with me. And that's pretty cool. But really, she um, inspires me all the time. And I can't say enough gushy stuff about that. I really appreciate her her advice and her opinion, and and that that is something that I think is very priceless and valuable to me. Well, I relate to that. I mean, as a mother of a 27-year-old daughter, um, I, I look to her for advice on things and respect her opinion, whether I take it or not, um, is a, a, different, a different story. But the young adult um, view of the world and experience in the world, I find particularly valuable. And in this day and age, I, there's just so much change going on. And I see just, you know, it's so important from my perspective and sounds like it is important to you, Jolene, to just respect the lived experience and learn from um, a very different perspective in terms of our children, in terms of what they've grown up with, which is different than um, yourself. How do you take advice? So, so Kate, you know, curious, um, you know, I know when I give advice to my own children, um, the, I, I think I'm under 50% now in terms of how much they, um, they accept it. And I often give it when, whether they want it or not, how does it work um, for you and your mom? So I, I ask for it. Um, I think definitely when I know that I need advice from her, I ask for it. I sometimes get graded when just anyone tries to give like unsolicited advice. And so she's really good at not doing that. I think she's caught on to that. I'm, I'm really glad that you say that. I appreciate that. That sounds like restraint. That sounds excellent. <laughs> A little. Well, and so it'll be funny if dad can hear this part of the conversation. Um, my dad is out in the living room, but I, I remember you telling uh, telling me about a conversation you had with him. Um, and this kind of, I think, goes back to the um, independence thing where I moved out and like, it, you know, if I need advice, I'll ask. But 
my mom was like, yep, I reminded him that he doesn't have to tell you to do anything, that he should just, you know, suggest something. And I was like, okay, so this is why you're my translator. <laughs> we have several conversations at my house, not so much anymore, but especially initially about being an advisor rather than a manager. And I, I heard that advice um, thought it was incredibly valuable and, you know, transitioning um, kids into adulthood is, you know, I'm not, I'm not here to manage anymore. Um, I'm more of an advisor. I also think it's kind of funny when, and this is probably like a part of being in your young twenties, when I feel like there's still a lot of adults who ask like, oh, what do your parents think? Or like, do your parents let you do this? And like, I'm 23. I didn't ask my mom for, you know, before I went and bought this, but uh, like at the same time, I'm still, you know, like on the back end of things, I'm still asking for their opinion and their feedback, but you know, like they haven't put the pressure on me to, you know, like when I'm, when I was asking about um, like uh, going full-time for my job, you know, she, she was just a listening ear rather than you should go this way or that way, which was really helpful because I think that probably, you know, I really would have taken that into consideration and not having to do that was was good. Have you have you had the situation where where you've needed Kate to make a very important decision and you've gone against the advice um, from your mom? Hmm. Can you think of anything obvious? Where you've gone against my advice? Um, maybe moving five and a half hours away. Maybe, maybe I just <laughs> thought out loud and maybe I thought, no, I'm just joking totally. <laughs> I, I can't think of anything huge. Um, I would say my party phase in college. I had fun freshman, sophomore year and, you know, they wanted to make sure my grades were still good and I still wanted to make sure I had fun. I would probably the amount of money you spent <laughs> having fun in college. You did not take our advice, my advice. One thing that that I am hearing, even though you're not saying, it just seems like there is a healthy respect for boundaries um, between um, bet between the advice there um, and what you're going to take and not take, as well as respect for um, when a young daughter turns into a young adult and uh, professional. So that's just wonderful um, to hear. Um, when you have conflict, how do you? This is natural between um, between parents and children, adult children. How, how do you handle the conflict? We really don't have much, I would say. Like, yeah, I don't think so either. As an adult, um, as a kid, you were definitely the calm one. Um, <laughs> um, I think that just comes with, you know, the career path she chose. My personality. Yeah. But, you know, we're, we're open about it. I don't think there's much we haven't really been able to... You know, I was grounded as a kid if I really messed up. So that's how that was handled. But yeah, like as an adult, we haven't really had too much. Um, I think just because she does, you know, really respect my boundaries and she just really understands me <laughs> and how I probably communicate and think, um, which has helped us avoid any major conflict. I think the boundaries is kind of what I was going to comment about that is trying to toggle back and forth between, you know, my mom role and 
uh, understanding she is a young adult and it's important for her to make her path and if I give my opinion, that's just what it is, is my opinion. And she knows best what's for her and is going to figure that out. And I trust that she will. And if she doesn't, then I'm there. So we, I guess I think the boundaries and um, understanding that really limits the conflict that we have. That's just terrific. So, so Jolene, as you, if you could look into the crystal ball and you see sort of how Kate is moving forward in her professional journey, what do you see for Kate 10 years from now? What do you think about um, as a young professional for Kate? That's a really good question. I tend to not go really far into the future, to be honest with you. Um, if I, if I were to imagine this trajectory, I, I see her being a woman who has impact in her world uh, and uh, who goes for what she wants, whatever that might be. And I, I guess that's the best way that I could answer that question. It may be kind of general, but I really don't know what her wishes are for 10 years from now. Um, do I? Either does she. So that, so we're honest. <laughs> Yeah, sure as well. Good. And so, Kate, now that you're like helping your mom as she launches her new business, what do you see for her as she looks professionally forward as she builds this new business? Yeah, I, I know that both my parents would love to have a house with a beautiful front porch that they could just relax on. <laughs> so, if my mom is able to do that, I know that she'll be happy. Um, yeah, I, I, it'll be fun to see where life well takes her. I think that it's cool how many like new opportunities she has with that since it is 100% her own. Well, as you look forward to that front porch that's with, with a beautiful view, that sounds like a fantastic visual. Love it. Um, you know, I always close out inspiring women, asking for people to comment on their best advice for listeners. I wanted, thought we'd turn the tables a little bit here as we close out this particular conversation. And I'd love for each of you to just give what advice would you give to each other um, at this point in time? Um, as as both a young professional and a new entrepreneur um, in your career journey. So Jolene, what advice would you give to Kate at this point in time? Another great question. I think first and foremost would be to continue to trust your instinct and to go for what you want. And secondly, to never hesitate to ask questions and ask for help because I think that's that's one of the important pieces about women supporting women whether it's your mom or other people is to not hesitate to reach out and ask if there's something that you are curious about or help that you need because people will be willing to to lift you up that's great advice and in it's so obvious that you will always be there to be that, to be that listening ear and support. Kate, what advice would you give to your mom? You know, in general, this is not the best advice, but I just tell her to keep doing what she's doing. And in my eyes, she's doing everything right. Like I, I've gotten some pretty good role models. And so, yeah, I think it would just be to keep doing what you're doing. And I appreciate it. Oh, thanks. 
Well, this has been a really fun conversation. It's so, I don't know, it's just warm and wonderful to hear both of you and the relationship that you have. This has been an inspiring women conversation. I have been speaking with Jolene Atkinson and Kate Cruz. Jolene, Kate, thank you so much. Thank you for inviting us on. Thank you, Lori. It was so much fun being on the other end of the mic. <laughs> the other end of things. This has been an episode of Inspiring Women with Lori McGraw. Please subscribe, rate, and review. We are produced by Kate Cruz at Executive Podcast Solutions. More episodes can be found on inspiringwomen.show. I am Lori McGraw, and thank you for listening.